Prepare yourself for Earthling Entertainment with your hosts, Joe and Ryan. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Earthling Entertainment with Joe and Ryan. I'm Joe. I'm Ryan. Hello! Here we go again, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Today's a good episode. Uh, So, at the end, we're going to do another review of Ahsoka. So, this time it's episode three. And uh, before that, we have some headlines and some spooky stuff. So, you know, I'm ready to go. How are you feeling, Ryan? I'm, I'm ready, dude. Let's, let's get into it. Oh, sweet. Well, if you want to, just jump right in then. Let's do it. All right. First up, headlines. Headlines. Earthling Entertainment. Headlines. Arlene Sorkin, the original voice of iconic Batman, the animated series, Villain Harley Quinn has died. She was 67. This comes to us from IGN. News of her death began circulating on social media earlier today. Mark Hamill, longtime voice of the Joker across multiple projects, was among those to confirm the news. Uh, This is from Mark Hamill. Uh, He tweeted, Devastated to learn we've lost the brilliant brilliant Arlene Sokin. Not just a wonderful talent, but a truly wonderful person. I'm grateful not only to have worked with her, but to have been her friend. Sending out my heartfelt condolences to her family and loved ones. Ugh, that sucks. Because, you know, Mark Hamill obviously played the Joker, for anyone who doesn't know. Right, and it's so funny, like, I swear, I, I never knew that until, like, it became a social media thing. Like, I really never knew that. And I When was we so were ash- kids? I was so ashamed because I used to watch that all the time. That's funny. And you're such a Star Wars fan. I, and I had no idea it was Mark Hamill, like, I confess. Like, I, I saw a video of him, it was years back, not that long ago, on Facebook, of him in the studio doing it. And I'm like, mind I'm blown. Like, yeah, mind blown. All right, getting back into it. Sorkin found fame in Days of Our Lives in the 1980s, where she played the eccentric Kelly Oak Jones. She was college friends. <laughs> what? Uh, she was college friends with Paul Dini, one of the co-creators of Batman, the animated series, who is partly inspired by her dressing as a jester for a dream sequence in Days of Our Lives. Sorkin was hired as the initial voice actor for Joker's henchwoman, and she would play Harley Quinn for decades across shows, video games, and other projects. Sorkins portrayed Harley Quinn as a woman in love with the Joker and more than a little unhinged herself, but also trapped in an abusive relationship. Fans noted that she could be every bit as dramatic as she was silly in the role. Harley Quinn became one of the Batman animated series' great greatest contributions to the Batman canon. It's true, because, you know, Harley Quinn didn't exist before that series. Bat- I was uh, That just occurred to me as I was reading this. Yeah, Batman the Animated Series, Harley Quinn started there. I, I did, Yeah, I didn't even know it. So she was literally inspired by a, a dream sequence episode of, no, so of Days, Days of Our Lives. So Days of Our Lives <laughs> is the reason why Harley Quinn exists. So Margot Robbie, in a weird way, can thank Days of Our Lives for her having a job that many years later. That's crazy. Who'd have thought a soap opera would, like, cause all this sexy cosplay for years to come? Firmly establishing herself as a major villain in her own right, she currently has her own self-titled animated series, now in its fourth season on Max. Great show. It is good. 
Meanwhile, Lady Gaga is set to play Harley Quinn in Joker 2. Yeah, yeah. Joker 2, and then it's it's a French word, but it means a disorder where you hear and hallucinate in music. So it's actually a musical. So Walking Phoenix and uh, and uh, Lady Gaga are doing it. Does that blow your mind, Ryan? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what to say. I've never heard of this. As for Sorkin, her other contributions include writing for Tiny Toon Adventures. Yes! Amazing. From 1990 to 1992. She reprised the role one last time in DC Universe Online, having previously appeared in Batman Arkham Asylum. She Great will, games. She will be missed. She will be missed. That's, so- that's crazy. I didn't know that. A lot of that stuff, but man, what a bummer, though. Like, 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 that's too young, man. 67? Yeah. That's too young. Oh, it's totally too young. I mean, oof, I don't know. The older I get, the more I want people to live longer. And it's like, what, Bob Barker, I think, just died, and he was 99, and he was like six months away from being 100. And then Betty White died at 99, and she was a few months, she was like a month away from being 100. It's like, come on! Just give them that extra time. You, Let them be able to say they've been there for a whole freaking hundred years. You, you gotta, you gotta hand it to Bob Barker though, as close as he could to get to to a hundred without going over. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, well yeah. done. Well done. I'll give you that. <laughs> I did not. I, I, I stole that from a meme. I'm not that creative. Oh, yeah. Now you I, ruined I, it. Hey, I gotta tell on myself because there's gonna be if then, there's yeah, yeah. There's no credibility with any joke you ever say if you don't tell on yourself, right? Yep, yep, yep. Well, well I'm just enough. gonna go ahead and t- yeah. Oh, uh. So anyway, uh, that was so. So like I said, it's I, and I'm kind of bummed that it didn't say in the article like how how she died in a weird way. Like I don't know. It, it didn't seem like that kind of article, but I I got questions. Like I wonder why. Like that's such a bummer. Well, I mean, anyone could simply Google it, or maybe they didn't even announce it. Because the bottom line is, you know, at that age, it's probably just you pass away in your sleep or you're old. But it would be funny if it was something completely unexpected. Like, she was found with so much cocaine and heroin in a room with 14 naked people of various genders and everyone in between out of a massive orgy in, like, I don't know, Tibet. That'd be, no? Nothing? Oh, sorry, man. I was looking at, I'm I'm terrible. (laughs) I'm trying to look up what, uh... What uh, happened? Uh, good, good show notes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. And I just, I, I got questions. I want to know. Fair enough. Well, you know, Harley Quinn, she inspired her, like, so much of the character. And what I really liked is when she shed the skin from the animated series and was no longer just Joker's girlfriend in that Jester outfit. When they actually took her out of that and she started having, uh, you know, the pigtails and having more of a character arc, that's really when the character blew up, which... I don't remember 100%, but I think the first time I saw that was the Arkham games. I think that was the first time I saw Harley Quinn, not just as the gesture. And then, of course, the new iterations with, uh, like we talked about Margot Robbie and everybody like that, they're all, they're, they're different variations of the psychopath who is, you know, damaged, but used to be a psychologist. How was Birds of Prey? I never saw that one. You know, unpopular opinion, I really liked it. Yeah, I, I want to see it because I, I think that she got kind of a bad rap. She did a great job for that role. Uh, I loved uh, The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, the James Gunn one. The one with, yeah, King with Shark. With Weasel and King yeah, Shark. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great. And uh, she was great as Harley Quinn. She was great as, like, like, yeah, she's brilliant. And Birds of Prey, uh, so I thought it was a good film. A lot of people didn't like it, but a lot of people just don't like DC right now. But a lot, I, I feel like they've just chosen not to like DC. Like, no one's giving anything DC a chance. They're like, we're done. 
and, and I'm just lazy, so I don't get to really see all of these new movies. Like, I really want to see uh, Blue Beetle. It looks sweet to me. Blue Beetle looks good. Blue yeah. Beetle looks good. But I heard it tanked. Well, that's the thing is every, like, the Flash tanked, like, Black Adam tanked. Every, there hasn't been a DC movie that hasn't tanked since, uh, in, I, I have to admit, I'm, I'm Suicide Squad. Like, tanked. yeah, like, or, but there hasn't yeah, been a like movie the, that hasn't tanked since probably The Batman with Robert Patterson. The, the Begins? The Batman Begins? No, just the... Batman. The Batman. Robert Pattinson? Oh, oh. Did, that did really good. Yeah, that did great. Oh, okay. I did. I, I didn't mind that one. I, I wasn't like. I thought it was. I thought it was cool, but like, I, I really haven't really wanted to watch it again. I would rather watch like the Batman Begins series again before I'd watch that one personally. Sure, you're more of a Nolan fan. I, I thought that that trilogy was like probably the last good thing that DC did. Fair enough. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good too. So, hey, Harley Quinn, the original voice actress. She will be missed. Uh, well, I'm sorry, what was her name again? Oh, it was, uh, I'm so sorry. I'm terrible. I'm terrible with names. Uh, Arlene Sorkin. Arlene Sorkin, you will be missed. You will be missed. Wow. That's too young. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to the next. Neurosurgeon investigating patient's mystery symptoms plucks a worm from woman's brain in Australia. No. This comes to us from KOIN.com. A neurosurgeon investigating a woman's mystery symptoms in Australian hospital says she plucked a wriggling worm from the patient's brain. Oh, no. Surgeon <laughs> Hari Priya Bandy was performing a biopsy through a hole in the 64-year-old patient's skull at Canberra Hospital last year when she used forceps to pull out the parasite, which measured 8 centimeters, or 3 inches. Uh, I it, mean, to be honest, though, it doesn't matter how big it was, right? It was a, it was a oh. living worm from a human brain. Uh, rough. Like, new fear unlocked. Yeah, exactly. Nightmare fuel. It continued to move with vigor. We all felt a bit sick. Bandy added of her operating team. The creature was the larva of an Australian native roundworm, not previously known to be a human parasite, named Ophidascaris robertsky. Roberts D. Uh, there's got to be a first for everything, right? Dude. The worms are commonly found in carpet pythons. Bandy said her patient regained consciousness after the worm was extracted without any negative consequences. <laughs> she was so grateful to have an answer for what had been causing her trouble for so very long, Bandy said. Oh. Dude, okay, here's the thing. How do you live with yourself? Because I would constantly fear that I had worms in my brain. I was and about then to, you gotta yeah, be, you think there'd be eggs. Yeah, and then you gotta be the guy who walks around who genuinely thinks that there might be worms in their brain, and everyone's just gonna assume you're insane, and you may be going insane, because how is that something you're not constantly, like, scratching your head, or, like, anytime you forget something, you're like, oh my god, is a worm eating part of my brain? You're a changed person. Oh my god. Like, you are a you, yeah, you are a completely changed person after that. Like there, like the there is no therapy that could <laughs> that could take that away, man. Oh man, it's like going through war. 
You're shell-shocked medically. Like, oh, my God, dude. Oh, shoot. All right. The worm's eggs are commonly shed in snake droppings, which contaminate grass eaten by small animals. The life cycle continues as, this, as other snakes eat the mammals. The woman lives near a carpet python habitat and forages for native vegetation called warigal greens to cook. While she had no direct contact with snakes, scientists hypothesize that she consumed the eggs from the vegetation or her contaminated hands. Uh, well, that makes you want a garden, doesn't it? Uh, you know what I'm not doing? I'm not going to go and eat at the person's house who's like, Hey, man, you know what? Well, I, I garnish everything with these weeds I found out back. <laughs> well, you know, I think it has more to do with, like, I don't know, if you're next to a python reserve, maybe pick somewhere else. Maybe be a, yeah, a little more aware of your surroundings. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of pythons around here. I mean, but I guess you wouldn't think about it, right? Yeah, like, I mean, like, to be oh, like, fair, that's just one of those like, things that like happen. if I pick the yeah, who? Oh God! Like I said, new fear unlocked. Like wash your vegetables for God's sake! Oh my God, <laughs> that's that's, that's so gross! Oh my God. Well, I mean, you just oh, you just be hallucinating. You'd be like they're behind my eyes. They're they're in my brain, and then it's like I don't remember. It might have been Night of the Creeps, but there is a zombie movie. Where worms get in the brain, and that's what starts the zombie apocalypse. So all I'm saying, oh my god, this, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, this could be the first episode of of you know the Last of Us. Is all I'm saying. You know, this woman's Ugh. patient one and brain worming. Like, let's not, let's not. We're dealing with enough, okay? <laughs> uh, we don't need snake poop brain worms added to the list, okay? First COVID, now snake poop brain worms. Snake poop brain worms, like God. Damn it, Linda. What's her name? <laughs> Hold on, what's this lady's name? God damn it, lady. Doesn't say her name. I don't but, know, like, but she has, she's 60, Australia, you know. she has 64 years old. She should know better not to eat snake poop. Well, she is from Australia. I, as far as I know, that is not a native delicacy. <laughs> Let's throw another shrimp on the barbie. Let's throw another worm on the barbie. Uh-huh. Like, like, hey, you gotta, you gotta... Got some worms in your bra- in your brain there, mate. Like, yeah. call, call that a worm. This is a worm. But dude, I would always refer back to it. No matter what happened to you, you could just be like, "Well, it's not as bad as the time there's a worm in my brain." Like, I'm not talking shit on Australians. I'm not. I love it. Like, honestly, I think Australians are awesome. But that would ta- be a, that would be a weird prejudice, right? I'm I'm <laughs> saying that I, Australia just seems determined to kill With everybody. Everybody snakes, who's there. The like, most venomous things are there. But I, I have a very American outlook. I have I've not been there, but I heard you know there, it, it depends on where you are. You know the same as everywhere, of course. You know like certain places you, you know are freaking desert there. Well, I think you're just not used to certain things, right? Like if you don't grow up there, if you're not from there, then yeah, there's a lot of things. Like there are camel spiders in the Middle East, which I hear are ridiculous giant jumping spiders. But I've never seen them, and honestly, I've never looked into it. That could be a joke. That could be a joke my military friends have played on me. I have no idea. I, I, yeah. But the point is, I think no matter where you go, it's just freaky. The bugs, the the, the creatures that you're not used to is just, you know. But Australia is just like, seems like, yeah, just everything's out to kill you. You go in the water, there's great whites. Like, there's great whites <laughs> out there. <laughs> like, in the, you go into the desert, like. Yeah, like there's 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 no water, so so you got desert parts there, and like, then and then you go like that like where it's like foresty, and then like, yeah, like all the animals there, like even the kangaroos will drown you. 
Like, <laughs> what? Yes! I they just... say kangaroos will drown you. I it's just... one of their main things. What are things. you like, talking about? There cut, is like, no cut, way. Like, I'm it, imagining it'll... this, like, kangaroo jack just holding this up and it's yes. down. It's like, you son of a I bitch. Heard a it's fucking... a... Yes! No. I hear it's a tactic. That can't be right. I've, I've read it. I've Where read have it. you read that? I, I'm not on I'm, I'm the internet. Well, the internet, God knows the internet is true. And there's never anything false on the internet. Oh my God. So, well, uh, I guess, I mean, I guess you're right. Because even when you're just foraging for foods, next thing you know, you have worms in your brain. Next thing you know, in Australia. Yeah, in uh, Australia. You, uh, Moving sh- on. Shout out to, my Austra- to our Australian listeners, which we have zero of until now. But who knows? Who knows? I'll tag you. <laughs> uh... Netflix kills DVDs and makes surprising offer to old school members. All right, this is the entertainment part of Earthling Entertainment. Well, yeah, it's in the name. <laughs> All right, that was on purpose. Aha! Uh-huh. Netflix is winding down its shipment of little red envelopes containing DVDs. End of an era. Mailing the final batch on September 29th. Oh, yeah. After 25 years of sending subscribers DVD by mail. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> Following decades of the shipments, the streaming behemoth announced what people can do with DVDs they never returned. Shove them right up your... Keep them free of charge. Ooh. I mean, it's like, it, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, what else are they going to do with them? Yeah, that's fair. We are not charging for any... Unreturned discs after 9.29. Please enjoy your final shipments for as long as you like. DVD Netflix posted to XX, a.k.a. Twitter, account Monday. By the way, a happy clear... This comes from DVD Netflix. By the way, a happy clarification in response to all the news headlines out there. We are not charging for any unreturned discs after September 29th. Please enjoy your final shipments for as long as you like. Uh, yeah, and they shared if you're a DVDX Netflix su- subscriber, you can enter for a chance to get up for 10 extra discs shipped to you by the final day of service. You just have to visit dvd.com slash final su- finale surprise. Oh, that's a great name. Finale surprise. Finale surprise. It's like a happy ending. <laughs> That, that, it certainly does sound like a happy ending, like, Joe. Oh my god. <laughs> finale you, you, surprise! You paid for these discs so long, how about you have a finale surprise? Uh, here's your DVD. Here's ten DVDs. Ooh. <laughs> to opt in, it's not a guarantee, but still worth giving it a shot. Hey, I always try to give it a shot for it for, for a happy finale. Skate, skate! <laughs> Sorry. Uh... <laughs> And it says awesome. That is indeed awesome. All right, there's more to the article. Sending DVDs directly to people's homes helped land Netflix on the map years ago as consumers moved away from brick-and-mortar stores such as Blockbuster. I'll always love you. R.I.P. Yeah. I worked up... at Blockbuster. You did? I did. I, I'm happy to say. Now, it was at the the end of Blockbuster. Like, yeah. they closed within six months after me quitting. But <laughs> but I was there. <laughs> to pick up their movie or TV show selections in the early 2000s. They were great times. Those iconic red envelopes changed the way people watch shows and movies at home. It's and true. they paved the way for the shift to streaming. 
From the beginning, our members loved the choice and control that direct-to-consumer entertainment offered. The wide variety of titles and ability to binge-watch entire series, Netflix said in a press release back in April. Netflix DVD enthusiasts, which is totally Joe, Yay! will have a final promotional offer before the shipment program officially ends. And that's the one you already read, where they could sign up for the 10 free DVDs. Yep, the finale surprise. The finale surprise. Skate, skate. Yep, Allowing yep. subscribers to ap- apply for up to 10 free and random DVDs to be mailed to their homes, according to DVD Netflix X account, aka Twitter account. Twitter. To every, I'm just saying, it, to me it's confusing. So yeah, I'm no, it's, say, confusing I'm to, say, yeah, it's confusing I'm, to everyone. So I'm going to say both for a while until everybody gets it, I guess. Yeah. I if, it, if it sticks. Anyways. To everyone who ever added a DVD to their queue or waited by the mailbox for a red envelope to arrive, thank you. Well, like that's wow. nice. Like, like yeah, and to, may I say this? I always my favorite story of the Netflix saga is the fact that they tried to sell to Blockbuster. Yeah, at the very beginning. Yeah, what? But it probably wouldn't have been the same. I mean, probably not. Blockbuster made poor choices, which is why it doesn't right. exist anymore. So, but I, I want to say that Netflix, this is a cool promotion. This is a very cool promotion. But Netflix is uh, not, a, not a fan. I'm not a fan. Because Netflix is one of the big holdouts right now. They They're are. one of the reasons why the actors and the writers are still on strike. So, long story short, everything on the internet was known as new media. And there was agreed agreements with new media, and since then it has erupted to become streaming, and now it's where everyone's watching TV. But the original agreements of things like royalties and all a bunch of other stuff I'm not going to unpack right now. But the point is, the negotiations are up, and Netflix is one of the holdouts of just not giving in. They don't. They they want the actors to pay uh, to not get paid. They want the writers to not get paid. They don't want to pay residuals. They want to scan actors who are extras so they can duplicate their bodies and only pay them for one day of work when they use them throughout the entire show. They want to uh, hire, uh, not hire, excuse me, get AI to write scripts and then hire a good writer to do touch-ups on those scripts, paying them one-tenth, if they're lucky, of what they normally would make uh, and, you know, not even have to credit the writer. There, There is so much wrong with how the business is right now and Netflix being one of the major problems and holdouts of this strike. Uh, I personally hope that everyone who listens will cancel their Netflix account. No one will. So, you know, I just wanted to say my little piece. We can move on now, but uh, you know, it's important that people know. I would, if I didn't have my kids that loved it, you know, but so, but I get it. I'm in total support of the strike and uh, it's, it's a shame. This is what happens when you see uh, uh, it, it being more of a business as opposed to like worrying about the art, and and you know what I mean. This is supposed to be art. You know what I mean. And and there's so many great actors, actresses, writers, everybody out there who deserve to you know to live a you know you know a uh, decent living. Because yeah, I was going to say one of the like, biggest yeah. problems is people think that everyone works in the film industry has money. That's not true. Most people don't have mansions. Most people are renting apartments or just living their life. Or it's a job. It's a job. They are. They. It's. It's a gig-based job. That's another thing. You have to constantly be working for, like, looking for work, and it's just 
to to have these people who dedicate their life and give up their time and it breaks down your body to work 12 hours 14 hour days because that's how long it takes to anyone who's worked on set knows that some days you have ridiculous hours and they work their butt off and to not even be able to pay their rent is just ridiculous no and yeah you see a lot of i've seen a lot of pictures of you know, actors sharing their residuals or whatever it is. I, I'm kind of talking out of my butt. I don't know as much as you do about the industry. Of course, you're 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 a writer. You're more involved than I am. Uh, I just, uh, but yeah, it, it's 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 crazy when you realize that. But like 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 yeah, because you you think that, and, and that's why you see everybody like doing weird brands and stuff like that because like <laughs> that's the only way they can make money. That's why you see them on commercials. That, like you'll see like guys being like, "Why are they doing commercials?" Yeah, yeah. Don't make fun of an actor for doing cameo, man. That's a quick two hundred bucks where all they have to do is record a video on their phone. Yeah. And sometimes that's what you need. I had a not awesome apartment, and it was rent controlled. I and it was still like fifteen hundred bucks a month. Do you know what I mean? Like it is very very expensive to live in la and that wasn't a big place i i, I visited you but it was, it was cozy it <laughs> hey, was cozy you know what i'll take down the middle it for for my group of people i was right in the middle with housing so i'll take it no i and i'm so glad that we got to be in la and you got to kind of show me around you know hollywood basically uh hollywood and that was 2019 uh halloween we yeah, were, we were in yeah. Hollywood. That was so that was cool. the bachelor party, my bachelor party. Yes, it was. It was a great time, and uh, it it was really cool to get to see that before kind of let's face it, all hell broke loose after twenty twenty. Well, yeah, COVID. You know, when the industry shut down, I mean, obviously, like no tourism. That's just a huge problem because Hollywood yeah. was a tourist place. <laughs> so yeah. you know, it was a weird time. It was a weird time. But anyways. Uh, I just wanted to say my piece about Netflix. I still think that this is an awesome offer, and anyone who still gets discs from Netflix should totally get their free DVDs. I'll admit, I watch more. I stream Disney Plus now instead of like all I'm all I'm binge watching is just Star Wars anymore. But I'm not gonna get into that right now. We'll get into that later. I think it's time Ahsoka for spooky stuff. Is it time for spooky stuff? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff. The Baltic Sea Anomaly. Dun, 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 dun. In 2011, a Swedish diving team discovered a mysterious formation on the bottom of the Baltic Sea. People suggested that it looks like an alien spacecraft. I know what it is. It's the Ebon Hawk from Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Spoiler! Anyways, spoiler! Anyways. Sonar imagery appeared to show a strange disc-like object 60 meters in diameter with the unusual characteristics that include a long runway running up to it, a stairway at the side, and a light soot covering. Yeah, a covering of soot. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Explanations for the object have included everything from a crashed UFO to a naturally occurring geological formation. It has been likened to the Millennium Falcon 
from Star Wars. Oh, look at that. They're a step ahead of me. But, oh, yeah. but, it not, but to be fair, it doesn't look like the Millennium it, Falcon. It does not it at all. It looks like the Ebon what? It looks like the Ebon Hawk. The Ebon Hawk. Dude, that, that game was from? so good. From Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, Ebon Hawk was in both games. Okay, so this is this is new to me, but like apparently it does look exactly like it. Like I saw pictures of this undersea anomaly, and it looks interesting. And then they showed me pictures of the Ebon Hawk, and it... It seriously looks exact. So much so that I kind of feel like this has got to be a hoax. It's weird, yeah. Because the game came out first, right? Correct. The game came. It was like the 2001 game of the year. Okay, and this was 2011. Correct. Okay, so maybe there's just a really, really rich Star Wars fan out there who's just like, I'm gonna fuck with people, <laughs> Bruh, And he's just like, he's just, he just spun the globe and was like, right there. He's like, someone he's... will find it, and when they do, they will believe Star Wars is real. Because it is, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. And now this guy is like, fuck, where I, where I landed, I've got a, I've got a, it's 60 meters down. Well, no, ocean too deep, no, bunch too steep. <laughs> What's that? It's him, James Cameron. Da, 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 da. Well, you know, little submersibles going down to see things that James Cameron likes could be dangerous. That's, that's right. Are you guys hearing the music okay up there? <laughs> we gotta raise the bar. Raise the bar. No, but uh, it is weird because this we do have a picture of the undersea anomaly. Correct. And and it, it, it's re- I believe the picture is real. I believe the picture is real, but I agree with... But, like, 60 meters down? How, how are you gonna... That's crazy. What if, what if uh, they, I'm surprised they didn't mention, oh, let me, there's one last line in this, in this article. Sure. Not much else is known about the object, though it is purported that it could be as much as 140,000 years old. Hold on, hold on. Who reported that and what are you basing that off of? This comes to us from... It doesn't come to us from anything. I wrote the show notes. Oh, okay, you're good. Yeah, but I know I've seen this. I've seen this art. I've seen this picture. I, I uh, so yeah. No, it's been around the internet for right. since well 2011. And yeah, so that's what I was gonna suggest is what if it was just like at a point where wherever that was, there was no sea, and maybe that was like a like an ancient structure, not like a ship, but like yeah, it looks like like the Evan Hawk from above. But what if it was just like a crazy cathedral or some shit that they made back some ruins basically of an ancient time if it's 140,000 years old maybe that part wasn't covered in water well i mean that's exactly uh what it could be because uh places like japan and india they found sunken cities and ruins of just when the coastline was different right and uh they they actually proposed there's this wild theory that the mediterranean sea once wasn't a sea and was actually land and there would have been the uh, initial place of the Garden of Eden if it yeah, existed, because yeah. it was between the rivers, which apparently it's between three rivers, supposedly, and two of them don't exist anymore. I don't know. This is his whole big theory. But the point is, if it's old in ruins, I would buy that 100%. But I do have another theory for you. Yeah. All right, so check this out. Let's hear it. What if it is an alien spacecraft? Like a straight-up alien spacecraft. And here's another thought. What if we found it way earlier? What if we found it in like the 80s or the 70s and the government, to hide the fact it was an alien spacecraft, decided to put it in this game in order so when anyone saw it, they would immediately be like, that's from the game. This is a hoax. Just to It just, was game of the year. I'm just saying, think about like how perfect that would be for misinformation. Be like, oh, that's not an alien spacecraft. Oh, look, you could look it up online. It's this one spaceship. And let's face it, the people who are in charge of this are, are old men who should have retired long ago. So they are, you know, so they're like, 
Here, what are the kids into? Uh, Star Wars. The Star Wars. The Star Wars. It's a good day. It's a good thing that movie came out in the seventies, and we What's wouldn't even new... know about it. What's the new thing, uh, sir? There's a new video game, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Use, use the ship. Yes, use the ship. I like it. It's old like us. Old Republic. Yes, and then <laughs> and then while while that was happening, they were resurrecting Ronald Reagan from the dead. Well, see, now we're getting into, like, Wet Hot American Summer ten years later, which, quite frankly, is when they jumped the shark. But in any case... <laughs> <laughs> that is just my theory, I'm just saying. But either way, the, the image is cool. I believe the image is real. It, Like I said, it looks to me like it could be a structure. It also looks to me like it could be a spaceship. It also, obviously, as previously stated, looks like the Evan Hawk. I don't know what to think of it entirely. I think that the truth is somewhere in between the lines. Like it, the logical explanation for me is that's an ancient structure. Okay, I can see that, but I mean, it's funny that you say uh, the lines because that's the thing. You know, nature works in curves, does not work in straight lines, and there are straight lines on that ship. So it is not a natural phenomenon in my mind because everything that I have known, oh no yeah everything I know about like how that works is that you know straight lines are man made that is a that is a planned thing that doesn't happen yes and I do not believe I kind of lost I'm sorry no I, no I got distracted because I didn't know what you were doing you were cracking your knuckles I, I cracked my knuckles and I realized that's rude to do on the air <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's all no right. I was just did it as a habit but no. I do not, yeah, there is one thing I don't believe. I do not believe that that is natural at no, all. No, 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 no. There's, there's no, I believe it's real. And uh, So you're going structure. It, it's it's most likely a structure, but it also totally looks like a spaceship. But so, but I'm leaning structure. Yeah, I don't know if it's a spaceship, but uh, I say it's definitely intelligently made. That's, that's what I say. Yes. All right. Are you ready for the next one? Am I ever? Honestly, I like this subject. Like when I was a kid, I was obsessed. All Inside right. the largest Loch Ness monster hunt in decades. This comes to us from NBCNews.com. This was uh, August 28, 2023. The legend of the Loch Ness monster has fascinated generations of curious minds. This weekend, 90 years after its first modern supposed sighting, enthusiasts descended again on this picturesque lake to a quiet corner of the Scottish Highlands in hopes of turning myth into reality. Organizers billed the past weekend as the largest organized Nessie hunt in, for 50 years. See, that's really cool. The biggest Nessie hunt in 50 years? Whew. I, 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 like I said, I, I'm a believer. The hunters came armed with high-tech help. Sonars for mapping the lake bed, thermal imaging drones... For scanning the surface and hydrophones to hear strange sounds from the depths. The events were even open to the global public. Hundreds were invited to a live stream of the water surface to add more eyes to the search. Which makes perfect sense, right? Like, why not get the public looking too? Right. Every yeah. monitor has eyes. That's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, but even with all the machines and added manpower, the gathering at Loch Ness was as much about reviving old lore as settling as settling hard science. <laughs> You're right there? Yeah, sorry, I stumbled on that. Organizers said they planned the weekend to excite interest in the legend among a new generation of Nessie hunters. Makes sense. Get them while they're young. The focus of the two-day event was at the Loch Ness Center, 
which organized the proceedings in partnership with Loch Ness Exploration, a voluntary research team. Awesome. The recently renovated center is housed in a former hotel where Aldi McKay, a hotel employee, sighted a beast or whale-like fish in 1933, the first modern sighting of the monster that set off the global phenomenon. Yes. However, well, 1933. Yeah, that was that. That was the photo, the black and white photo, right? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I believe. And then uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, however, the legend dates back to the writings from the seventh century, in which an Irish monk reported having encountered a water beast that had mauled a swimmer. Rough. Alistair Matheson, the skipper of the Loch Ness Center's deep scan search boat. That trolled the lake, volunteer searchers like Alba showed up, sorry, showed how the boat's sonar technology had recently spotted a perfect outline of a huge Nessie-shaped monster, but the shape on the Matheson's radar turned out to be a sunken Nessie model that had been made for a movie about the monster and then abandoned at the bottom of the lake. Now that's just a dick move. <laughs> like, why would like, you leave? How that are there? you gonna do? Just leave that. Like, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, like, I'm just gonna put these bigfoot prints here. You know, we're done with them. Right. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we're just gonna leave this at the bottom of this freaking insane. Like, isn't like Loch Ness just like insanely deep? Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, like it's okay. Uh, quote: I'm ninety percent convinced she exists. I've never had a sighting or an observation. But if you immerse yourself in the evidence, you have over a thousand good sightings that are very consistent. This comes from Ken Gerhard, a cryptozoologist. Ooh. Like, does he study the habitat of Dogecoin? I don't understand. Yeah, you do. Unfortunately, <laughs> the attendees that were expecting this weekend to yield a revelation went home disappointed. No monster was found yet. Dun, dun, dun. So, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, at, I'm leaning towards, did she die? Like, what, the Loch Ness Monster? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, they, no matter what it is, it probably didn't leave, uh, live hundreds of years. So, you know, it's either having kids uh, doesn't exist, or I like this theory. So, apparently, there's a lot of really, like, crystal granite in the, in the lake bed. And the lake bed comes down in this cliff, and it's really deep. And something about crystal resonance, there's this theory that when it resonates at a certain sound or whatever, which is somehow due to the water and the cliffs being in a certain shape, that there might actually be a portal that is appearing in into our past. So it can be like an old dinosaur or something like that. Now, is that portal just floating there and are we looking into it and seeing like an image of the lake in the past or is it something that the creature could pass through see that's that's the weird thing of this theory is it saying that the reason why we haven't actually had any physical proof of nessie is that it's kind of like a shimmer of hot you know the heat over sidewalk how it has that weird mirage thing it's kind of like that except we are looking literally into the past and I really, really liked that theory. And honestly, if I was a good podcaster, I would have done more scientific research so I can give you the better quote. But that's essentially it. The crystal residence of the side of the lake. 
Here at Earthling Entertainment, we've spared no expense on the information provided. <laughs> I have a kid. You have a kid. We're doing our best. We're doing well. Yes. All right. Uh, anyways, uh, I put Loch Ness in the same category as Bigfoot. Either the government has ramped, like, picked them all up by now, or they've died out by now. That I, I kind of, that's how I honestly feel about both. I believe it in both that they did exist, but I'm just saying it's been so long. And now we've but it got, hasn't been that long. There's still recent view. There's still sightings of Nessie. But now we've got people coming out with all this technology. We've got like the the like most like we should have seen this thing if it was there. I feel like maybe they've just been all been rounded up by the government or something. Just the oh. same yeah, as they round up downed UFOs as they rounded up. That'd be funny Bigfoot. though. Can you imagine like going to the cryptozoologist zoo? Like it's like here's Bigfoot, here's Nessie. What would the government do with him? Like in your theory, they're rounding him up. Why? Why are they doing that? I want there to be a war. No, I don't. Let me be clear. But if there was, to have the U.S. government dropping off fucking monsters. Like, all right, Bigfoot, you get in there. You do that. Storm that cave. Send in the mammoth. We're gonna. <laughs> we're bringing back the mammoth. Exactly. We, we, we really are. We really are. I know we're bringing back the Hell mammoth. Hell yeah. That's fine. We're, we're just living the life of Jurassic Park is okay with me. Yeah, I'm okay with it too. I mean, honestly. It's our fault they died. I don't want... The mammoth? Yes. I mean, I think it was the changing of temperatures. I don't think humans hunt mammoths I all the way to extinction. I disagree. I think that I think that we were a bunch of jerks, and we were basically just like, you know, just killing them off the same way we killed off the buffalo and shit. There was a lot less humans back then, though. Yeah, but we're talking about a huge, slow-moving beast that had a lot of meat and a lot of hair. Like, they all lived off of everything that they provided. And we kind of effed up, and we overdid it, and that's the fact. We 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 killed them into extinction. I just I just don't think that's the case. I think it was the the ice age being over personally because they were woolly mammoths to keep warm we're, during the ice age. We're gonna have to do next week mammoth battle. Dude, uh, next week, let's do some. I would love to do a little like let's let's see what, what you want to do a deep yeah, dive on we, mammoths. I would like to actually. Okay. Let's do it. All what? right, but anyway, so let's jump back to All right, to you Nessie. guys, hold on, though, but real quick, you guys heard it here. Next week on Earthling Entertainment, Mammoth Talk. Dude, that's right, dude. <laughs> I, no, I'm all about it. But anyways, like I said, we'll talk about it next week. Let's get back to Loch, to Loch Ness Monster. Funny, st- complete side note, when I was in elementary school, you know, you have to do, like, the science fair shit. I did mine on the Loch Ness Monster once. Oh, yeah, like, did I you? I was obsessed. Well, see, is that science, though? Did they pass you? They let me do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, they yeah let me it's do grade it. school. Like, yeah, yeah, who cares, right, it was elementary school, he I actually, think I was in fifth grade. He actually did some fucking work, let him have it. Right, but no, and and that's what I relate to this, because, like, I truly, like I said, but now, in, at this point, like I said, especially after something like this, if they truly had all that stuff, they truly had all this crazy technology, it's like, man, we're, we've got civilians here with this technology that couldn't find it with, like, pretty much what... You know, the government would have had, like, many decades ago. I'm sure that it's not as up-to-date. You know, it's not exactly what they got, but... I don't know, man. It's the biggest one in 50 years. You know what that means? Think about it. When you're out there and you're driving in your speedboat and you're trying to fish, you scare away the fish. If there was that much commotion on the lake, hypothetically, if there was an underground water cave or something that it sleeps in, wouldn't you hide out and be like, oh, no, hell no, there's, like, 50 freaking boats out there. Yeah, I, I like that he got a southern voice. Oh, <laughs> like, like, hell uh, damn, like, no. <laughs> I messed with damn humans. It's in Scotland, so like I can't do a Scottish voice. Like, fuck these fucking tourists. 
trying to get a That's trying to get a, a picture of me willy. <laughs> like that, that one would picture, be funny. That one famous picture was me willy. You know, actually, there was a literal theory that the Loch Ness monster was a whale penis. I am not messing with you. If I you, think I did hear that. If you Google a picture of a whale penis, which you know I'm not necessarily suggesting you do, but All if right, you so if now you, if you Google it. It kind of looks like it could be the head of the Loch Ness Monster coming so out So now, maybe Nessie ain't coming out because she's offended. Yeah. Like, you think I look like a dick! <laughs> I've been called a dick a lot in my life, and but it has never you, stopped me from leaving the but house. not that you look like a dick. There's a difference between <laughs> saying, man, you're a dick. Like, if I was like, you, you straight up look like a penis. Like an actual penis. Like, the lower <laughs> half of your body looks strangely round and too... The point is... And that's what we've all been saying about Nessie all these years, that she looks like a whale dick. Like, no wonder. Like, how mean... Yeah, we should be ashamed. Uh, we should be ashamed, but honestly, I feel like it could be a, a rom-com movie where Nessie finds another person who's like, You don't look like a whale penis! Get out there, girl! Dude, <laughs> there's a movie in this somewhere. Uh, it was, yeah, but where are we going? Are we going Pixar? Because no, I want no, it to be going... overly wholesome with just innuendos. No, I want to go like like Super Troopers kind of kind of silliness. Yeah, like Sausage Party. We're like we're just saying it. Like, dude. Well, yeah. So yeah, we'll just come out and say like, yeah, that photo totally was a whale penis. Blah blah. blah and Nessie found out and has been hiding. We got to do this like, yeah, big bringing up and everything. And somehow we got to involve Shrek. I don't know what? how. Why? Because he's Scottish. Is he? I he's feel the, like he's, he's got like the weird. He, he does have an. He does have the accent. Don't get me wrong. I'm not arguing that point. But I will say that he is in the magical land of far, far away, where I'm not sure we divide oh, right. in the same. Yeah, it's a different universe. It is. It is. So yep. maybe he's just, uh, you know, ogreish. We, we could work on it. Yeah, we'll do like a spoof. We'll do like a bad ripoff, like from the Chip and Dale movie. We'll do like a bad ripoff spoofer of him. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, dude. I. We'll, we'll have to discuss that movie at another time because I love that movie. Oh, what? Chip, Chip, Chip and Dale. Rescue Rangers. Yeah, yeah, that was no, amazing. Dude, no, th- that movie was... Of course it was because Lonely Island was behind it. No way. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. This that... is a tale about Captain Jack Sparrow. That is, of course, Michael Bolton, who did a song with them, if you didn't know. All right. You know what? I love Nessie, but you know what else I love? Star Wars. Ahsoka. Ahsoka, episode three. Here we go, guys. This is uh, this is the uh, part of the show where we're going to do a little bit of a spoiler review. If you have not seen the third episode of Ahsoka, uh, we suggest you don't listen to this. And, spoiler alert. Yeah, unless you don't care, because if you don't care, we don't care, and we want you to listen to it, so please listen. Because if you don't care, then we don't care. Yeah, please listen. Sorry, a little bit of Limp Bizkit there. All right, so... The Ahsoka episode. Joe, I would like you to start off. All right. So, first of all, I love David Tennant as this as this robot. And there was the one scene in particular that I would like to say in this episode where uh, Sabine is practicing with a lightsaber. And it seems as though that the robot, could you tell me his name again real quick? It was, uh, oh my gosh, why am I, uh, Hu, Hu Yang. Hu Yang. So he's training her with basically invisible sparring lightsabers, and she's trying to do it. And he just keeps going on and on about how, you know, like, wow, you are just really bad. Like, the the temple would never have accepted you. I have trained so many Jedi, and my God, you are just awful. 
<laughs> I, I he doesn't love, lay it on that. Thing, I love but... the droids of Star Wars with all my heart. <laughs> but um, what I liked about this is it, it brought back to the last episode. I asked, did Sabine ever have any Force sensitivity? And I didn't remember that she did. And I was really confused how now Sabine was suddenly, uh, in, in the show it was in the past, but suddenly she was revealed to be Ahsoka's. Uh, apprentice why why is that and then this episode they threw some they threw something at me that really worked and that was uh the robot said you know like the temple wouldn't accept her and you know she's like well you know basically ahsoka is saying i'm not a jedi and he's like well you know you come from a un unconventional line it makes sense you know talking about how her master was darth vader she never completed her jedi training she is not a jedi she is not training uh she's not training Sabine to be a Jedi. Correct. He, she's training Sabine to be the best warrior and perhaps using some Jedi lessons in there. Like you pointed out how she didn't scold her for showing anger. Right. She she was like, that's because she knows that's perfectly normal. And and there's, you know, there, there's a difference between the teaching, like you said. And, and I love that. And and I, I like that you could see she's she is trying to unlock the force within her. She said, start small. Literally said, reach for the cup. Yeah. Like, that was it. Well, it's that whole idea that every living thing in some way can touch the Force. That doesn't mean you're Force-sensitive, but it's it's intuition. It's, it's hey, you know, that feeling in your gut of just knowing something is there or happening. And I like that, yeah, she's just teaching her just flat-out simple, the, the Force is within us all. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure it'll end up where Sabine will probably unlock some actual Force ability. That'll be the big I'd reveal. Be, I'd be a kick-ass Jedi, and all of what we're saying means nothing. But the idea of just... Essentially, right now, uh, for those who are not familiar with the expanded universe, because I don't believe it has ever been talked about in canon, except maybe some of the novels, is Ahsoka right now is essentially a gray Jedi. And that is the middle ground, uh, otherwise known as a way seeker. In uh, some of the new books, uh, which were the High Republic, which I'm not sure if they talked about way seekers in any other Star Wars thing, but in the High Republic was the first time I heard of them. And a way seeker is someone who could leave the teachings of the Jedi, follow their own path of truth and enlightenment, while still somehow being under the ingem- the Jedi umbrella. Yeah, and and her white lightsabers are because she purified two uh, red crystals. Yeah, from one of the Inquisitors, I believe. I believe so. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so and that goes along with she is neither Jedi nor Sith. She walks the middle ground. Well, it, it's it, and I mean that's what I think makes her so relatable in in you know in all these episodes too. And like you see, like when they were in the cockpit and uh, Hu Yang was like, "The way you two are acting, we're we're all gonna die." <laughs> and so she in in so many times that we see that even Ahsoka still needs a reminder. Like, don't we all? Like, in the heat of the moment, like, she's basically trying to raise a kid here. It's what she well, feels I mean, like with I, Sabine. Like, well, that's definitely how she feels. I think at this point, because Sabine was in Rebels, which, I mean, how long was the actual original trilogy? Like, was it actually from A New Hope to Jedi? Was it, like, six years? Like, how long was it? I thought it was eight. Okay, let's, so, hypothetically, let's go eight years. So, if Sabine was in her early 20s a, in Rebels, and then you say eight years, so that means Sabine's, what, in her, at youngest early 20s uh but probably mid 30s maybe early 30s i'd say late 20s because i well was she supposed to be like 17 in rebels i think they all were pretty young but i mean like because she grew up right like where she like had to fight so like she enlisted pretty quick yeah all right fair enough is what i thought i don't know i could be wrong uh but uh i mean in a sense she is raising the kid because hera uh 
Hera was the one who essentially was the family who raised literally Sabine, raised these who literally people. raised Sabine, right? But uh, Ahsoka didn't show up until I believe it was season two of Rebels in in Sabine's life is what I mean to say. Right. And around then, I, I'd say early 20s, right? So yeah. she's dealt with this girl for like 10 years, probably. And, and we all know that Can- uh, Kanan wasn't even that old. Well, Kanan was... Oh, God, I think Kanan had to be in his 30s. I thought that he was like, freaking like, not even 21. He was a child in Order 66. And from Order 66 to A New Hope, there was 19 years. So if he was about... Fair enough. So if he was a youngling, uh, let's say he was 13... So, you know, it'd be... So we're, we're about the same age. So we're saying about, like, late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, I mean, the Sounds character... Sounds about right. Yeah. So, but it still makes sense because we know Ahsoka's much older. Uh, Ahsoka essentially is the same age as Anakin. Uh, she's five right. years younger than Anakin. Right, so she's significantly older. And, but she's, she's probably Rosario Dawson's age. And she's a... She's, is a Twi'lek, but I know she's, like, a different kind. She's not a Twi'lek. She's, she's, uh, she's a different race. I forget. Yeah, but she's definitely not a Twilight. Yeah, yeah, but they've got the lichen, just the same. Yeah, the uh, the what do they call them? The the head tails. Yeah, yeah, the head tails. So, uh, and uh, I, I, there was one thing that we forgot to mention last time last week that I actually wanted to bring up. Uh, was the coolest thing that I thought was uh, when uh, Balin. So she's a Tagruda. Thank you, thank you. Was when uh, Balin uh, Skull used the Force to do the the hacking of the computer, what normally you need a droid to do, like an astromech, he d- used the Force to unlock that. I forgot to In the last episode? In the first, that was in episode one. Okay, we're talking about episode I, three. I know, I know, but I was saying that we, for, I, I started it off fine. I explained that we didn't mention this last week. Sure. But it was something that I feel, I feel really needs to be mentioned because that's the first time we've ever seen someone use the force, use the to, force do that. to do that. We've seen Jedi around them all the time and they always need an astromech. Like, that dude is so smart. Yeah, there has to be a level of intelligence, right? Like, you have to have... you got to be Stephen Hawking with calculating skills because he might be using the Force... He's as smart as an astromech. Yeah, he might be using the Force to do it, but he still has to be doing the math to get it right. But anyway, sorry. Back to episode three. I just had to mention that because I was like, oh, I forgot that. I forgot to mention that. Sure, sure, sure. Because I thought that was so cool. That was very cool. But, no, and he's so badass in that, like, like, my man commands such a great presence. But, yeah, so he's like, the Jedi are hiding. So, so they... Okay, so they get there, they're fighting, you know, these other guys. They were able to take out uh, three of them. She take, then, then Ahsoka goes outside, and I thought that was such a cool little sequence. All right, so what he's talking about here is in the episode, at one point, then they're going out on their adventures. They get attacked while in a spaceship by four other, uh, the villains, essentially. And at this point, when they're defighting the villains, is what he's talking about. Right, in, 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 in like a dogfight in the Starship battle. Exactly. Dude, and and I loved how they sequenced it, and and like I said, they had to work together. She had to take that cue from Huey Yang to finally be like, "What do you need?" And like like working together, like dip the ship so I can get a good aim at you know under them. Yeah, it was the, it was the team communicating properly to and, like execute the the maneuver. So we finally see these two learning to work together. Sure, sure. And uh, but so, this Ahsoka does this one really cool thing. So they were able to take out three with the gunning. And then, uh, so they, then they get taken out, by, so they're trying to get closer, it's, so we're skipping over, sorry, Hu Yang is trying to download the information on what he perceives to be an enormous, uh, what do you call it, uh, hyper's ring, whatever. Sure, yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's sorry. it's basically a device like that a you, hyperdrive. Hook, you hook a spaceship up to so it can make that spaceship that doesn't have a hyperdrive be able to go as faster than speed light. It's basically like attaching an extra engine. 
Right. So, but it's but it's enormous, and it's something that so he's like getting them closer and closer so he can download this. So this yeah. whole time they're getting shot at by now this thing who's shooting at them. This this giant ring has these crazy, uh, she said like turbo lasers. Sure. Yeah. And so they start using these, so they're getting smoked. They're down to like ten percent of the forward reflectors. Yeah, they're gonna die. And finally, Hu Yang gets it, and then they're just dead in space. Ugh. And Hu Yang's out. He's over. He's overloaded from the from the download. So we're we're lost. We're down a droid. <laughs> so Sabine's working. She, Ahsoka says, "Fix the ship. I'll distract him." So she dons the spacesuit that she wore in. Clone Wars. Oh yeah, totally great Clone Wars callback. Yeah, gets outside and does this does the cool thing, kind of like and and was able to with her lightsabers help reflect some of the blaster bolts, and then she was able to take out the one other unnamed character because of course the other two are Marok and uh, uh, Shin Hati. Yeah, yeah. So basically, the uh, the Sith and the Apprentice. Right, it, so it, it's like, yeah, so it's the Inquisitor, right, whoever this guy yeah, is. Yeah, the masked Inquisitor-looking fellow. Which we could probably get into after we're done describing the episode. Uh, yeah, Maroc is a very mysterious character. There are rumors abound about who he is. Which is the point. Or, who, why he or who she is. Or I mean, who, oh, right, that's true. I've heard she, I've heard guesses that it could be a female character that we've uh, known before, so who knows. But anyway, so... They're dead in space. Oh, They're do you think it's Asajj Ventress? I've heard that. That would be awesome. I have heard that. Okay. If it we, would match the time. Asajj Ventress is a... Uh, she is... Basically, she was a Sith apprentice to Dooku. And she fell out of favor and kind of became this this weird outskirts character. Uh, they did complete her arc in a novel where she fell in love with a undercover Jedi and then they both died in the end of that book. But since then, apparently, all these books that were promised to be canon are no longer effing canon. So, screw me. <sighs> and then there was the love entanglement with that one Jedi. But he That's went, what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved that book. You sent me that book. That was a great book. That was a great book. But anyways... If they ignore that, which they could, because once again, books apparently are no longer canon. Yeah. Um, that could be a Sash Ventress. It could be. Ooh. But of course, I'll go ahead and since we've got one, a lot everybody's guessing Star Killer because you see uh, that actor's voice in the credits. Oh, that makes sense. All right, so Star Killer apparently was Darth Vader's Sith apprentice. Now, this was in an uh, it was in a game. Called yeah. the Force Unleashed. Now, the Force Unleashed, while it was a great game, supposedly isn't ca- canon anymore. Disney has not recognized it as an official part of the timeline. So, if this is that character, this will be the first time that story would be considered canon, which is a big deal to the fans. It is. A lot of people really like that character. So that's what because what's his I forget his name I'm uh but he uh I I that's what I've seen is that I know Star Killer right 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 but I mean the actor's name has been listed as uh in the credits so that, that means he very vo- cool. that means he voiced something yeah so but you know for all we know it could just be like a little tip of the hat like hey you in Star Wars kid you want to be a random stormtrooper here you go well and I've seen a lot of interviews because you know I watch TikTok and everybody's doing. The, uh, the, they're taking old interviews where they're seeing Dave Filoni and uh, I think Sam Whitmer? Uh, yeah, he's the, he's the guy who does the voice of Maul. 
Yeah, and he also was the body yeah. for and voice for Starkiller. Which is why I don't necessarily think it's Starkiller, because he played Maul. Right, but he also played Starkiller. But he could just have a flashback with Maul in it. That's true. That's true. And, uh, but no, like, they said, like, like the, the joke was that, it, but, yeah, but no, uh, Dave Filoni had always said he's, that he would love to bring Starkiller into live action. Into canon, yeah. And, and then, of course, interviews with Sam Whitmore, he's like, well, I can't really say much, but yeah, they, we really would like to work him in. So, well, you know, so maybe they did. I mean, that is a solid fan theory. It, it, it really is. So, anyway, so, now, they're dead in the air, they're out of the scopes now of this giant hyperspace ring. Right, and right. now, so, you know, and you could tell that there's a lot of friction between Morgana and Hati because she's like, I'm surprised you let them get this far. I'll handle them, is what she says to Hati. And then she shoots him. And then Hati rings in after that. Congratulations. You almost got them. We'll handle this. Oh, like, snap. So you always see this conflict between these two. And you always see Hati kind of looking to... Her master, anytime that Morgana gives her any kind of order, like as, like as if for permission, like, am I supposed to listen to this bitch? Yeah, right. Like, you see that? Like, yeah, and he'll be like, do what she says. And, you know, like, so... So maybe there's a little bit of a battle of who's who's the teacher's pet here. I maybe. have a feeling when it comes to a big conflict, we're going to see him take Morgana out because I believe they have conflicting interests. They're just kind of enemy of my enemy right now. Sure. Is kind of where I think they're it's like at. We're trying to get Thrawn, but once we get the Grand Admiral, we are going to have it out. Because so. he wants power more than he can imagine. Sure. Is what he told her. And because he doesn't care. He's like, for some war, you know, for some a new life, but for us, power. Power! So that's uh, that's all he wants. And he's so badass. So, anyway, so they come at them. And this is where my memory gets a little hazy. Cause, so, can you fill me in here once? So, this is. All right. So, the two. The two from what I remember, somehow they get to the planet's surface. They get to Setos. Uh, they get onto the planet Setos, and now Balin is aware. And he literally says it to Morgana that he's like, the Jedi are in hiding oh, on, on the planet. So he there. says that to them. Yeah. And uh, forgive me, fans of Earthling Entertainment, but honestly, this is where my memory kind of falls a little hazy. <laughs> and that's kind of what, like, I only got to watch it at work last night. Sorry. Yeah, to, to be perfectly frank, the episode came out last evening, and we're recording it this morning, so we do watch the episode. We even watch it a couple times, and you have to understand, we're, we're both just dead. Like he said, he watched it at work, so... and uh, Which, but... actually, I take that back. He didn't watch it at work, and don't worry about where he works, and he doesn't do anything <laughs> but work at work. Well... You know me. I I always get the job done. Uh, I just uh, I have my ways, but uh, especially when it comes to this episode, because uh, like I said, you know, what? in a weird way, I'm kind of glad that we can't say the exact ending. But I will say that uh, overall, the episode felt like a really fun ride. It was different. A lot of old school Star Wars, like for all the fans of people with the Millennium Falcon and the X-wing fights of the old times, we got that back. I just like to see good versus evil in lightsaber battles, and I feel like I haven't gotten that in a lot of Star Wars and uh, lately. And I'm just it, this to me feels more like I'm not talking about the quality of the show because I loved Andor, I love some of these other ones. Yeah, but this feels more Star Wars to me personally. Yes. than even the Mandalorian. No, this was a really fun ride. No, the yeah. Mandalorian was a western, was a space western. Is like a space western? Like yes, a hundred percent. Like the more I watch it, I'm like, it's literally just a western. It's Shane. Yeah, Shane yeah. comes into town and. Pachoo! Well, the third, the third season that kind of went away a little bit. But anyways, uh, 
that's for a different episode. But uh, <laughs> but no, this episode of Ahsoka, episode three, what a, it was a fun ride, like I said. Uh, certainly was. And uh, we got, yeah, it felt more old school. They, 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 they know what they're doing. Dave Filoni loves George Lucas's work, and he really wants to preserve his legacy. And once again, I think he nailed it. Oh well, yeah, Dave Filoni is is such a good uh, guy when it comes to Star Wars lore because he understands all these little nuances that most people don't even get. You know, the yep. reason why in, for instance, Attack of the Clones, there is this at the very end when they're all Jedi's are fighting. Um, there is three creatures that are attacking, and one of them kind of looks like a mantis, and the mantis is stabbing and missing Obi Wan. And I remembered interview of Dave Filoni where he said. Well, that's because that creature came from a planet that was a lot darker. And this is so bright that it was unable to see, which is the reason why he was able to simply dodge. Like, that's the point. That is the world building in Star Wars that people don't even realize. Is all of these creatures are anatomically, <coughs> everything's there for a reason. Or, you know, there's always a reason why even these things that seem stupid to you, if you break down actually things in the lore, 99% of the time, it actually makes sense. And there is a logical reason. Granted, Disney has dropped the ball with that more than an old Lucasfilm ever did. But still, sorry, I got a little too deep. No, you're fine. And it's good. in a weird way, I guess it's a good thing that they bombed so hard because they see that they have to give the control to people who deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, the I guarantee that in it'll take a while, but in hindsight, even the rise of Skywalker will work. They'll fit it into canon. That whole that famous line of somehow the emperor has returned. It was the worst. It was the worst. But we will know what that somehow is. It'll be they in a show. now. Well, I'm just saying, like, we'll see the cloning process. In the last uh, season of Mandalorian, we had that whole episode with that guy who was the cloner. I think he will ultimately be the one who actually clones Palpatine. I yeah. think they are trying to f retroactively fix the the shortcomings of the, the sequel trilogy. While not, yeah, and they're doing that while not sacrificing, you know, a a good ass series, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to when, like I said, when the people who do a good job are at the reins, we, we start actually seeing stories that make sense, are entertaining. They're exciting. Like you said, in this series alone, we've seen more lightsaber battles. Now with this episode, we see the dog fights, which I love. I love that aspect. Of oh Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. And that's pure Lucas. Lucas loved dogs fights. He even did like a movie called red tails, which was the Tistigi airmen. Excuse me. I know. I yes, yeah. that. But yeah, I mean the dog fights, is pure Star Wars. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah, you get the cockpit. Then we got the gunner. We got, like, like how much old school stuff did we get with this? You know what I mean? Like, oh, like, and, it and, felt like Star Wars. Yes, and and everything works great. And honestly, I have to hand it to Hera. She had a lot more cojones in this episode. She felt a lot more like Hera to me. She was really I love that line where she was like, oh, so you just sat back and waited for whoever came out on top. Oh, yeah. So oh. during this scene where she's talking to the leaders of the New Republic. And the and one she, guy's a dick. Yeah, she's trying to justify wanting, uh, I believe it is, manpower, men, something like that. And uh, they're just like, oh, well, you know, we don't really believe that there is a... A, we don't believe that the Empire is organizing behind our back. We think it's just a couple little cells yeah. of Empire enthusiasts. Which is funny, because that's what the Empire thought about the Rebels. It's, it's the same thing. It's They're just pockets. Just that pockets. Was, that was good. The, 
they're farmers with pitchforks. But it, no, it, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, wait, but you. Uh, there is one big thing in this episode that neither well, we didn't talk about. Hera has a fucking kid. Yes. Who the hell is Jason? From what I've heard, in now literally, it's just from fan groups and stuff that I follow. Uh, like there were people who were just like ho hum about it. They were just like, yeah, totally has a kid. Her, yeah. her and Kanan had a kid. Oh yeah, her and Kanan had a kid. All right. There so those of you who don't know, Kanan is a Jedi played by Freddie Prince Jr. But uh, he was a Jedi in Rebels, the show Rebels, and he was a great character. Spoiler, sorry, the show is over. The character dies. The point is, before he died, apparently he knocked up uh, Hera. And there's no reason to think it couldn't happen, because after he died was pretty much the close of the series. Yes. It was it was like only a few episodes left. So she wouldn't be physically showing. And we hadn't actually seen Hera in live action or animation up until this point. So it is entirely possible that she got pregnant. And it was implied the whole time that they were together. Oh, well, I don't think it was implied. I mean, they basically yeah, said yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, even, um... But I just mean, like, leading up to finally when they were at... Because, like, they didn't even, like, kiss until, like, right before he died on screen, as far as we saw. I remember it being a very obvious romance, but I don't remember the details of when they the kissed. Act so, the actual you... kiss was once, and it was right before he died. But obviously, like I said, on screen, you know, we're it's a kid's show. We're not going to see behind closed doors. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But, um, the funny thing is the fans just saying, Oh, yeah, Jason's Kanan's kid. There's no, nothing. No one said that. That is just fans just being super sure of themselves. Now, granted, it is the most logical reason, but I, I ask you this. The, uh, this was brought up to me earlier by um, Ryan right here. Why isn't it half Twi'lek? It's full human. That yeah. kid is a full human kid. Well, his hair was green. But he doesn't look I like know, any but that Twilight was it. He, he, he was just a normal human kid with, with green hair. To like, me, he <laughs> kind of looks like Ezra. So I think maybe, cure me out, somehow, baby Ezra. Clone of Ezra. I don't know. Didn't look like Kanan. Granted, Kanan was a cartoon, so I don't know what he would look like in live action. I'm, I'm leaning towards it's Kanan's kid. Alright, alright. Which would mean this kid is son of a Jedi, which means we possibly could have another Force-sensitive character. And they foreshadowed it with him saying, I want to be a Jedi. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, because he was, he was with Chopper. Yeah, you're right. Chopper! <laughs> with a confirmed 50,000 kills! And may I say, also, uh, I watched a TikTok where they're like, you do realize that Chopper is literally speaking English. It's Dave Filoni. And like, like literally, like in so in the episode in our in the last episode, if I may talk about it, uh, when they're you know chasing after you know the the ship that's taking that last hyperdrive that they needed, and they go to throw a track tracker on it. Yeah, he's literally speaking English the whole time. When she, he's he literally is like, "Can we shoot it down?" Like when he's like, bah, 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 down? "It's can you shoot it down?" And she's like, "No, it would crash into the blah blah blah." Is that bad? And she's like, yes, like literally when he's like, yeah, have you gone through my stuff? So they model, so they modulized it or something, right? They, that's so, all it is. So it'd be like, you know, can we shoot it down? And they're, can we shut it down? Can we shut it down? That's literally, yeah, it's Dave Filoni and they just, yeah, F with the voice. And so I, and like literally I had a, per, like I saw a thing where they actually like did the subtitles for it. And I was like, oh yeah, he's, and you listen to it and you can totally hear it. That makes sense because there's been a few times when that character has done something and you swear to God you understood what he said. Yes. Yeah. So that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Well, it, yeah. And, and you hear that also with like other weird characters, right? Like uh, Return of the Jedi after when C-3PO is like saying a bunch of stuff to the Ewoks. One of the Ewoks turns to the other one and goes, that guy's wise. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Remember that? No, I do. That's awesome. Like, I totally like, believe that. Like that guy's wise. Listen, I'm, I'm... I take all my Ewok lore from Caravan of Courage. If it wasn't in Caravan of Courage, the Ewok movie, it didn't exist. That's right. Even Jedi. It's all about those wicked films. Dude, the Ewoks ate all those stormtroopers alive. <laughs> of course they, they did. All, they ate them all. Yeah, like, why they, wouldn't they? They're bears. Alive. They cook They cook their people alive. They yeah. were about to do it to, to, to Han and Luke. You know? I know, and they would have been delicious. Yeah, yup, yup. Hey, I'm just saying, I hear human is delicious. I only know one cannibal, but he assures me that people... Mwah. Utini. <laughs> Utini. <laughs> I, I honestly, I guess that's that's all I've, I think so. Yeah, that's, I think we've had a long episode today. We have. Uh, it, we're looking at about uh, right now. It's at uh, eleven. So an hour and eleven minutes. Not bad, dude. Now an hour and twelve minutes. Yes. All right. So from uh, from all of us here at Earthly Entertainment, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Look for next week when we talk about mammoths. Oh yeah, was it mammoth talk? Mammoth talk. We're, we're gonna actually get a little sound clip. It'll be like, duh, 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 mammoth talk. Ooga booga, <laughs> mammoth talk. Yeah, yeah, I think that would fail. Earthling right. Entertainment. Earthling Entertainment. All right. <laughs> See you next week. See ya. Prepare yourself for Earthling Entertainment with your host. Joe and Ryan.